Pickaxe. Well, boys, what a momentous week or so for the Vidiot slash Podiots. That's you right. can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> this is Outrageous. silly. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh. Why, Ben? What, what happened? Tell us. Well, you may have heard, um, those of you on Facebook may not have heard, actually, because we forgot to put a post out on, on Facebook about it. Sorry, but uh, we, we spoke to Brian Butterfield the other day. We're going to tell you the full details of that a bit later on in the podcast. But then Peter and I had our number called. That sounds like we were, we were going to die. That's not what I mean. Uh, we had our number called to go and see Brian Butterfield live in Whitley Bay or Gravy Bay. And uh, we did. That happened last night at the time of recording on Wednesday of this week. Mikey, when's your when's your de- when's your number gonna be called? Mm, it's on Wednesday of um oh. the week after record uh, week this week after this goes out. Oh. So we'll be able to get your thoughts really soon. Oh yes, oh yes. I'm sure my thoughts will probably exactly mirror yours. So um <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yes. It's a very um, exciting time to be alive, that's for sure. Uh, but, but I do want to clarify for the couple of people in the comments. That was not AI. That was legitimately yeah. Brian Did Butterfield. Did people really think that was Brian? We were having a conversation. Or we were faking doing a, a conversation with Brian Butterfield. Or someone a doing a good uh, impression, if not AI. Then yeah, I yeah. think some people weren't quite sure. Um, nope. He just wasn't on. The reason he wasn't on camera because obviously he didn't. He was on the road. He didn't have his makeup on. He's a you know he's a good businessman, but he's a bit. I don't want to say he's vain, but he, he's yeah. prof- he's professional in a stage sense, and he likes to have his bit of stage makeup on, and he, he didn't have. Yeah. Uh, didn't have his foundation with him so he said he no. didn't want to i oh, don't want to go on camera um but it was him yeah it 100 was him the entire time again we'll talk about that later and i have a folder on my desktop as the whole as the host sorry of the zoom call the folder's called zoom inside there's a folder that says uh Vidiot x butterfield and then there's audio record in that and if i go in there there's a audio recording for audio ben potter audio michael johnson audio peter and audio Peter Serafinowicz, which I think it must be mm. Brian's manager who like set it up for him or something. Yeah, it's like a roadie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we guarantee that was real, and we'll tell you the full story later. I can't, I can't believe people really doubted that. That's <laughs> this an is, elaborate this... hoax, isn't it? Yeah. I got a lot of work for for so twenty much minutes of work. Yeah. someone else's show who wasn't yeah. even there. Yeah. yeah. I tell you what, the anxiety before talking to him was real. Mm. Uh, even if you think it was a hoax, we were very nervous. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. We'll go. say more about that as we go. Yes. Um, yes. I did just want to, before we get to the podcast and the things, I wanted to mm. just tell you about something that happened to me uh, last weekend, or the weekend before, um, that isn't good enough on its own to be a thing. But uh, I thought, hey, I'll tell you about it. Uh, can I find it on my phone? Yeah. So I went to the Great North Run couple of weeks mm. ago when it was Ooh. on my sister ran in it she did a very good job hey, running. Well um but while we were so we were hanging around at the start line like ready to watch her go and some guy from local radio who as much uh, the most i got was that i think his surname was robson but i don't know what his first name was my god he was fascinating he was on like a speaker on the microphone i think i don't know if he was broadcasting as well i don't think he was he was just um doing the actual sort of commentary at the start line but I wrote down some of the things he was saying. Every time someone with red hair went past, he'd be like, oh, a couple more gingers here. The gingers are here. So he'd be shouting about the gingers. What? Yeah. Um, he, uh, uh, someone went past dressed as a lion because loads of people were doing like fun run stuff. And he suddenly went, and, <laughs> no. Yeah, he did. You can't do that. His name's Robson. 
Robson, I know. Uh, he said uh, he was saying that everyone was Gan the Shields because the race ends at South Shields. So that's where we, they were going. Right. He said that uh, he referred to someone who was running past the start line as Hung E and Chung E, which is not a very <laughs> flattering thing no, to say. It's very rude. Come on. Um, and uh, someone went past with a, a turban on. It was a Sikh person. And he's oh, like, no. oh, oh no, it's no, one no, of our no, fabulous no, no. Sikhs there. One of our fabulous Sikhs. Like, okay. Uh, I mean, it's right. a bit partridge in that he's drawing attention rather than being inclusive. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah. well he intended. He said fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. People had their names written on their numbers. And he was going like, oh, there's Div, There's Sandra. And then he went... There's my 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 more. I don't know, but I love a different name. I do. I love a different name. Uh, he loves a different name. Alan Robson, MBE. It could well have been English radio presenter and host of the Northeast Radio Talk Show, Alan Robson's Night Owls. Maybe oh, one oh. of the worst things he did though was he was like, "Oh, there's this guy here. He's doing a great job. He's even got a limp. He's got a limp." And I was thinking. Is he is he injured? This guy, yeah, or should is we that, get help for him? <laughs> or is oh, that man? No. Does he perhaps always have a limp, and you're just drawing attention to it? And then he goes, "Oh wait, no, I'm terribly sorry. He's only got one leg. He's got one <laughs> leg." He's like, "Oh, oh my god, what? Can you just check what you're saying before you Alan. just think before you open your mouth?" Um, but the reason I even started listening to what he was saying was that all the way through, every time someone ran past, uh, he was seeing what charity they were running for. But mm. the way he was celebrating these charities, he was go and so, sort of mixed in with people's names as well. He was like, oh, there's Dave, there's Matthew, oh, Alzheimer's there, Alzheimer's, <laughs> oh, kids with cancer, fantastic, fantastic. <laughs> it, was, oh, God. it was really, but it just occasionally, he would, in between people's names, he'd go, oh, brilliant, brilliant, P- Parkinson's disease, fantastic. It oh, was... Uh, God. It was fantastic and uh, to listen to as much as it was for him to see Parkinson's running past. So he's so, like peak local radio then. Yeah, and and peak Alan Partridge. Just everything yeah. he said was a, a faux pas, and yet he did it with the most positive voice. Um, yeah. And I it, thought that's that's I should tell Podiots about this. You sh- yeah, I'm glad you did. To be all oh, to be his producer, or to be yeah. a fly on the wall to see the producer just with their heads, their head in their hands. Yeah. yeah. Alan, oh no, he's not up. got a limp. He's only got one leg. Oh, Sorry about Alan, that. Alan, stop, Alan, man. Alan, stop it. You can't comment on the physical characteristics of people out no. loud. And you also stop it. As much as you're trying to be nice, please don't say it's one of our fabulous Sikhs. That does not seem like something you should just be saying through. A if microphone. it is Alan Robson, he's he's in his late sixties, and that's not right. to excuse it. Obviously, it's clearly really well-meaning, but he just shouldn't. You just shouldn't. Just no. shush. Stop it. it. Kids with cancer, fantastic. Fantastic. Not one of our shit seeks. Yeah. (laughs) I I, I never, like, obviously people go to the Great North Run to watch and spectate the people, I guess, who they know who are in the run. Mm. But, um, like, beyond, like, the minute where they pass, there's like, well, great, now I'm just watching people, like, jog past me. So I think, actually, like, he'd give you a reason to stick around for a bit to see what he'd come out with next. He did. What we were waiting was, that was what we were waiting for my sister to arrive. So that's why we were there. But, yeah, I could have stayed there all day and listened to him saying, (laughs) I love a different name, I do. I love a different name. (laughs) Bunky, chunky gingers. (laughs) Shut up, Alan. Oh, brilliant. All that, while that was going on and Alan was doing his nonsense, I was queuing. 
very slowly through South Shields oh. to get to the Tyne Tunnel so I could get home. Oh, dear. And I saw the helicopters going past. I wish I could have heard Alan in that yeah. moment. Wish yeah. I could. Oh. Uh, it turns out I was in the wrong queue, <laughs> the wrong fucking lane. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was queuing for like 45 minutes. And then I got to the front of the queue and realized... Oh shit! This is the this is the turning to not go through the Tyne Tunnel. Oh no! Um, no. Um, yeah. So that was uh, at the end of a five-hour drive. That was like <gasps> that was just what I wanted. Uh, oh my God, Alan! Alan, please, you colossal, you colossal man, stop yeah. it! Uh, well, boys, right. shall we crack on? Let's. Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to Poddy. It's the official Vidiots podcast. It's a conversational podcast where we take some questions from you at home and obey the law of the three ers, where everybody brings a thing along to talk about. I'm Ben. I'm Peter. And I just hit my hand off the desk in an attempt to point at the camera where you say, I can't remember what you said. I'm Michael. Hello. I'm here. You okay? You doing all right, Mikey? You were a bit frazzled last time. Yeah, I'm, oh, yeah well, were. I wasn't frazzled, but now I've got I've got a poorly hand now. I, I whacked it off my desk oh. quite hard, but oh, no. I'm less frazzled. Oh, titanium, sheer titanium, oh. <laughs> oh, the, the big stuff. You've broken every bone in your hand. Heavy tables, but um, yes, I am, I am, I am less sweaty. Um, actually, no, I'm, I've always I always have a glisten to me, um, which is really great when I've got a big light in front of me. So enjoy, Michael it, Sheen, but, um, if you will, Michael. Sheen. Oh, very good. Wow, very that was good. very quick. Jesus, that was, uh, lightning speed. I was ready. Ciao. I was ready for that one. Uh, Peter, how are you doing? I'm all right. I've also injured myself five minutes before we hopped on the call. I uh, walked into my door handle with my hip so with such speed and right on the point so that everything was focused on a a tiny area that I I crumbled to the floor and I lay on the floor for a minute going, oh, oh, like that. Um, oh, but I'm all right no. now. But I, I'm going to have a real beauty of a bruise, I think. When it, is it when in it your waistband, up. so it's going to be pressed on, or is it... Yeah, it's right. right in my waistband. Um, oh, no, I no. thought for a minute, in the sort of first few seconds afterwards, I, I was like, have I just like fractured my hip or something? It was really, oh, really God. bad. God. Um, I was going was quite fast and uh, <laughs> yeah, just right into the metal that kind of pain that like immediately makes you feel really queasy and unwell yeah like, yeah oh, it, like knocked the, the wind out of me in a, in a way so, oh yeah. god the danger of poddy it's yeah what's your injury ben how are you done what you want mischief um, you got up to actually i'm on the mend from a mystery injury um oh. maybe this is just what it's like to be in your 30s but i woke up earlier this week and i felt like there's there's like a sharp pain in the ball of my right foot the heel of my right foot oh and I'm assuming maybe I managed to pull a muscle while sleeping. I don't know how, but it was uncomfortable <laughs> to walk, and it's still a, it's still a little twingy, but it's getting better. So you know, I'm all right. I'm being Could brave. It be a cycling about thing? It. No, because I hadn't. When I injured myself, I think it was Monday night, and I hadn't cycled since Thursday. Oh, yeah. So there was no, there was absolutely no reason for that. Oh, um, yeah. No idea. But you know, big brave boy. You know, we we're all big big brave boys, and we we muscle on. Well, how can people help pay for our medical bills, even Brilliant though we segue. do live in a nation with um, with healthcare? How can Not for much longer. Fuck no. the Tories. Uh, yeah. Yes, if you want to help <laughs> us out, because Peter's going to need a new hip, uh, Mikey's going to need a damp cloth. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going and to need... And a kiss on the hand would be nice. And a little kiss on the hand. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to need a uh, big shoe, just a really big shoe. Uh, you can go to podiots.com. That will redirect you to Streamlabs. And if you donate £3 or more there, you get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the next show and you join Pod Squad, and we'll love you forever. We really, really appreciate it. It helps us do this this flipping thing for you. And, uh, you know, you don't have to, obviously. There's no pressure. But it is an opportunity to submit a silly name or get your friend's name read out, something like that. Give back a little. You don't have to, but, you know, we love it when you do. Mikey, do you want to kick us off? I'd be delighted to. Uh, we begin with Viney Jones, the office grape. Um, I, I, we're going straight. I need to give context to this, actually. Okay. So I, I assume this is someone who I saw uh, Auntie Donna with. Um, oh, how was Auntie Donna? Auntie, oh, how was Auntie Donna? Oh, Auntie, Aunt, Auntie Donna was, yeah, very, very silly. Oh, my God. I was like in hysterics, like hurt from laughing. Very good. Like to enjoy them. So much more improv, improv than I expected. And it was just a magical experience. Yeah, mm-hmm. really, really good. Amazing. Um uh, this is a silly bit of context but um we had a wine and cheese night in the office um a couple of weeks back and we had an assortment of grapes on the table and I I decided to befriend the smallest grape in the bunch like tiny tiny little grape um so I decided to call him Viney Jones after Vinnie Jones um and so I put him in my pocket in my t-shirt pocket and I carry him about with him everywhere I go now and he's quite uh, dry and shriveled he somehow shriveled. he might Oh. Yeah, become a raisin. A, yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, he's he's survived the wash quite well. So I'm going to see how he long went I can through keep the wash. Him in there. Yeah, I forgot about him, and I put on the t-shirt. I was like, oh, wait, Viney, Viney's still in there. Oh, <laughs> my man, <laughs> my man. Um, thank you, Viney Jones, the office grip. We continue with Finn Tristram, Raindrop Joy, Fred found what? Lord Wood Punch Mikey to Vic. Whoa. Woohoo! Uh, that was after me requesting being oh, punched. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, good. That's right. Come cash me oh, outside. Oh yeah, you want to be punched? Have has anyone punched you yet? Or? Not yet. No, I'm trying to find. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, the I'm, table. Yeah. I I punched the table. Thank you very much. Um, I'm still on the hunt. I'm waiting for the right fist to come around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why did I face Mike? I should just learn to keep my mouth shut. I don't have to say <laughs> the things that are in my head, but apparently I'm compulsed to do so. We continue with Donak 7 Stephen Scordes. Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Thank you uh, very much. We've also got Podiots are here. Time to wank. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Petty Bobetti. Petite Poistin. Uh, ben Potato. My Cauliflower. Peter Poire. <laughs> very good. Two months juice cleanse, no poo. <laughs> <laughs> anti saxes anti saxes is very good. That's it is that's, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally, we have mandatory saxonations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I assume this is a, a riff on seeing the Hat Man after taking what was it? What was the name of the the thing? Ben, Nyquil. Ben, Benadryl is Benadryl. Uh, okay, yeah. take Benadryl. Well, also, we did the. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, I thought you meant the one you just said. It's because Mikey did the inventor of the sax. But yeah, the, the yes. one you're about to read. Take Benadryl to see Hatman. Take PCP to see DBP. That's, that's good. <laughs> that's musical. Yeah. Mr. Macca, the very, very, very generous Anna Silverstone, or Silverstone, who said, Hi, guys. I'm the sister of Katty Karen, who donated to you two episodes ago. I just wanted to say thank you for your shout-out and the way your content has helped me through my recovery and helped me laugh through all this. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. I hope you're feeling very better. Yeah, At least, thank you, know, you very much. I hope you get this. 
You're doing all right. And we've also got the equally very generous Stiff Bristles, who said, I know you boys love Camel Case, but, and in all caps with dashes between them, did you know that this is called Screaming Kebab Case? P.S. <laughs> I love you, Kiss Kiss. Kiss Kiss. Thank I didn't you very know. much. It's good to put a, a name to a, a, a font, a text. I don't know. Anyway, thank you, Stiff uh, Bristles. Thank you, thank Pod you. Squad. That is your Pod Squad for this week. We'll shout them out again at the end of the show. Podiots.com, three pounds or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. Do you guys have a favorite there? Ooh, um, I laughed a lot at two months juice cleanse no poo. <laughs> yeah, that was good. There's many good ones. One are good. Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, Peter Poir. That's that's uh, yeah. That's 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 very cute. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for Domino's Pizza. Yeah, yeah. Like brand for this week's Take episode. PCP to see DBP is also very clever. Yeah, that's that's yeah. another top notch one. I like it. Good, A lot of good, good ones this week. Yeah, good job, team. Keep it up. Yeah, good work, <laughs> yeah. everybody. Keep do- <laughs> keep donating every every single time. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, I am podcast question boy this time. So I went out and found some things from you wonderful people and assigned them to Mikey and Peter and myself. Uh, Michael Johnson, would you like to start us off with your listener submitted thing? I would be absolutely delighted to. Uh, this is this was submitted by Darius Owen Canning on Twitter at Darius Canning. And this is a, a story from the Southern Daily Echo. And the headline reads, Hampshire wheelie bin found 1,200 miles away in Ukraine. Wow. <laughs> what? This, this bin's more better travelled than me. My God. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is um, by Emily Liddle. Let's see what Emily has to say about a bin. Um, a Hampshire wheelie bin has been found 1,200 miles away from home in Ukraine. I, I like the idea of bins having homes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's Long the next Pixar home, movie, isn't it? It's Ben trying to get <laughs> oh, home from Ukraine. Please. That would be great. Uh, oh, sorry. Emily, you're off to a bad start here. There's already a, a egregious typo. Um, found close to the Polish border. Border spelled B-O-A-R-D-R. Oh, come on. No. Come on. Oh, come on. If you're going to write an article yeah. about a bin, at come least on. do it properly. Um, found close to the Polish border, the bin from Test Valley Borough Council... Test Valley? Is that a real place? What the Should fuck is England? Should Tees Valley? No, Test. Test, Test Valley. Oh, that's a, apparently it's that's got, a place. It's got to be a borough. Surely. It's yeah. Be, yeah, it's I guess got to be a, a place. Test Valley. Is that, so is there a river <laughs> test? I'm that. <laughs> hmm. Oh, okay. Um, in brackets, it has TVBC, <laughs> in case you were curious. Um, it was discovered by journalist Philip Crowther. Philip, who works for the Associated Press news agency, took to Twitter to ask TVBC. Oh, they've abbreviated it, so I don't have to say Test Valley Borough Council all the time. Okay, there is a river test that flows through the Test Valley in Hampshire. There you go. Very good. That was the first one that God did uh, when he was making the rivers. (laughs) Where's final, final, final valley? Uh, Philip, who works for the AP, took to Twitter to ask TVBC how the bin had ended up in the war-torn country. He said, Hey, at Test Valley BC, how did one of your wheelie bins make it all the way to Ukraine and when is pickup? That's <laughs> 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 okay, okay, quite funny. Uh, the council, which covered Romsey, I assume Romsey's another borough. Yeah, Romsey's another place, uh, replied, Hi, Philip. Um, hmm... I've checked the notebook, but we don't seem to have a stock answer for this query. 
Can I ask where in Ukraine this is? I'd just like to make sure this collection address is added to our fortnightly rounds and not reported as missed. Oh, that's a little bit of banter. Very good. Councillor Nick Adams-King said, It's good to see our bins are well-travelled and to hear that it's still in use for the border guard station between Ukraine and Poland. Residents have been able to buy our bins for a number of years now. <laughs> get your uh, tvbcstore.com. Go get your bins now. Um, it's always interesting to see where they end up, even if collection does prove to be a bit of a challenge. I'm afraid I can't promise we will be able we will be able to deliver a new blue bin and food caddy to accompany it when we roll the new recycling system out. We love a little bit of bin banter, don't we? Yes, we do. Bin and. Been to, and that's that's the article. <laughs> so there's no answer. We don't know how it got there. We never there's a will. Been in Ukraine. <laughs> um, and I'm going to go to the comments because six there, and I bet there's some real corkers in here. Okay. Um, from Elwood, we have and the blight of un- entirely unnecessary and avoidable plastic pollution continues. Oh, good. That's great. It's not really pollution if it's being used as a bin. Yeah, Jesus Christ! No. Come on. Um, Okay, that's a problematic comment. Thanks for that, Sutton Craig. <laughs> what did he say? Uh, oh, wait, no, maybe it's not. I'm going to read it. It came across as problematic. Maybe it's not. Okay. Some of, some of those young, attractive blondes that British married men know so much about seem capable of this sort of crime. What does that even mean? What? What does that mean? Has he commented on the wrong article? What? What? I, what? Um, the fuck's he talking about? Is he suggesting chance? that someone has stolen a bin from Hampshire and taken it to Ukraine? Some sort and that of blonde. even attractive young blondes could do it, or something Bizarre. that men know. <laughs> what uh, sorry, are you talking full, about? His full name is Sutton Craig David Airport. <laughs> okay. Normal man. It's an unusual surname, but there are a few of them out there. Uh, uh, There's two left. I'm going to go through them because these are actually quite fun. Um, JSR says, more chance of the bin getting emptied in Ukraine than back here. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) I like it. More bin to Very nice. (laughs) And uh, we finish on, what a pathetic story. Oh, (laughs) I thought it was quite interesting. How rude. Get off, get off Just yourself. Just a visual uh, of a wheelie bin that's come from the UK and is currently in an active war zone is... Yeah. I think that's the autofill on the address, like, completed the UK to Ukraine, I guess that's where the, uh, the, the kerfuffle happened and it got sent all the way over. Yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> the United um, Cranedom. <laughs> perhaps it, <laughs> perhaps it was, um, uh, you know, when people were, like, voluntarily enlisting to go and fight in Ukraine. Maybe the bin was like, you know what? <laughs> bin, they I've might need some help with their refuse. I'm going to yeah. go. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing my part. Excellent. Thank Absolutely. you, Darius oh. Owen Canning, for that wonderful tale of a, a bin. A, wor- a worldly bin. <laughs> Peter, would you like to do your thing? I would. Thank you. Um, my thing I've been meaning to do for a couple of weeks now, because it's almost getting a bit dated and no longer relevant um i do it every year it is time oh. everyone for the 10 top 10 jokes from the edinburgh fringe hooray Yay. it's that time again delivered I- with the uh delivery that you expect from me each and every year <laughs> mm-hmm. so i've gone to inews.co.uk because i was as well as looking for the 10 best i was looking for the 10 worst as well which sometimes seems to get published but not always and I couldn't find a 10 worst this year. 
Um, but I've got the 10 best as voted by Dave, the TV channel. Mm-hmm. Um, but also in this, it has the previous winners, which we will have covered in previous years, but I've forgotten all of these jokes. So you might want to hear some of the previous winners as well. So anyway, we'll do the top 10 uh, from worst to best. And believe me, the number one is not good. Um, okay. It me, never is. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, most of the top 10 aren't good normally. But um, Amy was asking me, she sometimes says, what are you doing on Polyots today for your thing? And I told her, oh, I'm doing the top 10 jokes. And she said, oh, I saw the article for that a couple of weeks ago. She said, have you seen what was number one? I was like, no, not yet. And she said, it's, it doesn't even make sense. And she's right. It doesn't. Uh, so here we go. Number 10. My grandma describes herself as being in her twilight years, which I love because they're great films. Okay. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It. I mean, that shouldn't be the credit of a joke if it makes sense. That's yeah. not what jokes is. Well, if it, part of what a joke is should make yeah, sense. It doesn't but, land, yeah. but, you know, it makes sense. Yeah. I didn't even crack, like, a half smirk from that. That's... No. Yeah, cool. Good start. Yep. That's from uh, Daniel Fox. Uh, the next one is from William Stone. Okay. Number nine. Nationwide must have looked pretty silly when they opened their first branch. Right, again? Yeah, again. Makes sense. Makes sense. What? Wait, I don't get it. Nationwide, the, the bank brand. Because if they open, when they opened their first one, they would have just had a single bank. Oh, oh, okay. I can picture sort of yeah. a really dry delivery on that as the audience yeah. slowly... Gets works it out, and there's a long pause, and there's a ripple of laughter. But it's not. Yeah. It's not like a that's that's fucking hilarious. That no, it's, okay. it's good. It's good. It's good. it's good. It's good. It's good. That's a decent one. I, yeah, it's good. I like it. It's the best so far. It is. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. And it's better than the number one joke. I'll tell you that. Uh, Bennett Aaron, his uh, his joke. I assume his uh, number eight. I entered the how not to surrender competition, and I won hands down. Okay, mm, that yeah, came out yeah. of Christmas Cracker, but pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it did, yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're being so flagrantly critical of this. None of us could could oh, could no, do no. this, no. to be clear. No. However, no, as enjoyers of humour, <laughs> I think <laughs> yeah. we, can still, we can still judge the jokes based on how funny we they can. are. Yeah. As a as a man who laughs at quite literally anything, um, <laughs> I think, I, like I'm I'm using that as a benchmark. Like if What's I laugh, the score then, on the Johnsonometer. That's the question. It's mm. getting a resounding zero decibels on oh, the, on the no. loud scale. It How got loud nothing. Can Mikey laugh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number seven comes from Roger Swift. My friend got locked in a coffee place overnight. Now he only ever goes into Starbucks, not the rivals. He's costophobic. Is what is is that meant to be claustrophobic? Yeah, that's oh, the okay. joke. He's right. now sca- he got locked in a Costa, so now he uh, goes to Starbucks. Okay. Did yeah. It, did the joke lead in say that he was locked in a Costa? He it was locked in a coffee place overnight. Just a coffee not, place. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, Good. I didn't like that one. Uh, <laughs> number six is from Frank Lavender, which is not a real name. Um, how do celiac Germans greet each other? Gluten tag. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. good. That's that a good, good one. Yeah. That's fun. That's fun wordplay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's especially funny because my German aunt is celiac. So next oh, time yeah. I see her, I can <gasps> do that. Do that. And that's, she'll say, "No, yeah. Peter, it's gu- it's guten Tag." Yeah. <laughs> Germans famously quite good with their sense of humor, so uh, I'm sure it'll go down very well. Um, number five comes from uh, Masai Graham, who says, "I thought I'd start off with a joke about the Titanic." Just to break the ice. 
<laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's a bit done that one. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, uh, someone started a speech once uh, at our school, which was before I get started with my uh, seminar or whatever it was, my speech. Um, uh, c- can I just ask you, does anyone know how much a polar bear weighs? And there's just silence. And he went, yeah. enough to break the ice. Enough to break the ice, yeah. <laughs> and no one laughed. No, no one laughed. <laughs> no. Okay. If anything, the room grew colder. Oh, no. Uh, oh. The next one is fr- number four from Sikisa. If I'm saying that right. When women gossip, we get called bitchy. But when men do it, it's called a podcast. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. Oh. (laughs) It's not just because we're doing a podcast, but that feels a bit mean. Yeah, I mean, like, (laughs) are all podcasts a bit unfair? (laughs) I don't think podcasts... I mean, we are we are literally we, judging yeah, people's work in this. We are now. Scene. We're being really yeah. bitchy, but uh, normally yeah, that, I don't think we are necessarily. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, per- perfect timing. I'll give them credit that that was that landed in the perfect spot. Yep. That was entirely their, their intention as well. Fair yep. enough. Hashtag not all men. Am I right? Hashtag not all podcasts. <laughs> that's usually how that's used. Yeah. 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 Uh, number three comes from Amos Gill, who says, "Last year I had a great joke about inflation, but it's hardly worth it now." <laughs> It got a, it got an exhale. Yeah, mm, yeah, mm. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah, inflation's bad. The economy is bad, <laughs> but the yeah. economy's always bad. That joke isn't necessarily relevant right now. It's always relevant. It's always been mm. relevant. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The next one's not a joke so much as it's not like something that's that's been written. This is almost an observation, if it's true. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's quite good, but it, it's it doesn't read like a joke. But number two comes from Liz Gutterbock, who says. The most British thing I've ever heard was a lady who said, well, I'm sorry, but I don't apologise. <laughs> See, like, like I can I can picture that in yeah. in a well-written bit of, like, observational comedy, but yeah. it's not... It shouldn't be amongst these other jokes, really. It's not like a one-liner. Mm-hmm. And you saved the so. best till last, right? The best till last. Number one comes from oh, Lorna Rose Treen. She won the Dave's Funniest Joke of the Edinburgh Fringe 2023 award okay. with I'm this excited. joke that definitely makes sense. I started dating a zookeeper, but it turned out he was a cheater. That's... What? Why is it a zookeeper? Why didn't she say, I started dating a leopard or a, a lion or something? Because then at a least... A big if cat. It, yeah, if it turned out he was a cheater, yeah. it's like... Oh, I got confused because I thought it was a leopard, but it's a cheetah. I started dating a zookeeper, but it turned out he was a cheetah. I mean, it's yeah. as, I suppose it's, it's not bestiality this way, mm. uh, but it does imply bestiality with the word. Well, it's play. unintentional bestiality rather than voluntary. Yeah, I, I guess. But I don't know. Again, that one feels like something you'd read on a on a penguin bar. Yeah, li- that's literally just a reworded Christmas cracker joke. Yeah, like, uh, except yeah, it'd be yeah, about yeah. like being in a running race or something. Turned yeah, out he yeah. was he was a cheater or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. I'm, trying to, I'm just trying spectacular to a, as always. A room full of people rolling about <laughs> laughing, and the representative from Dave going, <laughs> "I think that we've got it." Writing fantastic. it down. Fantastic. We this want is that, it. and we also want six seasons of roughly 1997 to 2003 Top Gear. That's what <laughs> yeah. we're, that's what we're running with now <laughs> on Dave. Uh, um, a few, just a handful of ones from previous years. 2022 was I tried to steal spaghetti from the shop, but the female guard saw me, and I couldn't get pasta. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. Uh, Olaf Falafel. I keep randomly shouting out broccoli and cauliflower. I think I might have florets. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah, sure. Uh, and I'll pick one from some years ago because actually those those two I will have obviously covered in previous podcasts. But here's one that we won't have done. Uh, hedgehogs. Why can't they just share the hedge? <laughs> Good. It's kinda, yeah, it's kind of cute. Doesn't yeah. hurt anyone. It's nice. Yeah. And a Tim Vine one. I've just been on a once in a lifetime holiday. I'll tell you what. Never again. Yeah. Again, makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. There we go. Um, oh, and here's actually, I will do the. I like. I sort of quite like this one. This might be, I think, the funniest joke on the on, in the article. It's still, it's a groaner, but Nick Helm in 2011 won with. I needed a password eight characters long, so I picked Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. No. Not. Yeah. Not for yeah. you. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is a. This must be such a hard thing for you to bring along, Peter, because you just like you read. This is your thing, and your response is. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's tradition. <laughs> it's like you're it's the one tradition. who's bombing on stage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it not even your material. <laughs> I do feel uh, that's you know. I feel like at least I'm naming and shaming these people. So um, no, I, it's uh, it happens every year. People come yeah. to expect it. The number of people who've tweeted me over the past two or three weeks saying, "Oh, don't forget to do the best jokes of the fringe this year." So people want to hear it. They want to hear the dead air on our bitchy podcast. So, um, there we go. It's not that's a bitchy it. podcast. It's just a podcast. That's it's what just it's a called podcast. when men. Yeah, that's when right. Men it's not bitch. bitchy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So there we go. That's uh, another 10 cracking jokes for another year. Um, Fantastic. I'll, I'll see you again uh, next more, September. More, more like Christmas crappers. Am I, am I right? Am I right? Uh, you could win with that joke yeah, get, next get, year. Get, probably could. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right, let's go. All right. Get me on. Get me in the fucking fringe. Yeah, wonderful. I, I, I do enjoy it. It's, 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 I think it's one of my favourite regular recurring things. It's nice to know but, um, how out of touch I am, really. <laughs> and what should be yeah. funny rather than, you know, like a, a fucked up meme of, yeah. of like of, of like a strange looking squirrel and then a strange font like stretched sideways slightly that just is yeah. has a word that's misspelled. And apparently that's that's, that's what I find <laughs> funny. So yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank uh, you, Peter. You're very uh, welcome. Uh, It's time now for my uh, listener-submitted thing. This comes courtesy of Christian Sturt and Jareth Button. Thank you very much to both of you on Twitter. Uh, We turn to the Metro. Wrestlers brawl on packed Japanese bullet train as wild fight spills down middle aisle. This is written by Alistair McGeorge. Uh, Two hard-hitting professional wrestlers swapped the ring for the rail on a super-fast Japanese bullet train. Veterans Minoru Suzuki and Sanshiro Takagi fought for around half an hour in a wild match in a very tight space as part of an unusual event organised by DDT Pro Wrestling. According to JR Central, all 75 seats sold out within 30 minutes of the bout, which was held on the 180 miles per hour Nozomi Shinkansen bullet train between Tokyo and Nagoya on Monday. The duo locked each other in chokeholds and flipped each other down the aisle, which, when we're censoring each other at triple jump, means fucked. And fucked each other <laughs> down the aisle as delighted onlookers filmed the action and cheered on the stars. The promotion, which is known for its innovative and often over-the-top bouts, has previously held matches in unusual locations, including a bookshop and a campsite. 
This time DDT hired out the entire carriage for the clash, which saw Suzuki emerge victorious. Do you want to see someone being pile-driven in the middle of a train? Definitely. Yeah, yes, we, please. You can put this on the dump as well. Get a load of these boys. <gasps> oh my god. That's stunning. Yeah. That's great. That is I like I had a picture of it, but yes, that is that is absolutely incredible. It's I'm so all good, for isn't this. It? It's so That's good. The guy incredible. on the left sitting in the chair is loving it. He's just having Hogging the very best hard. time of his life. Here's another one where someone's about to eat an elbow. Look at that. Bam. Oh. Amazing. They're both sort of smiling, it looks like. The, the wrestlers, they're, they're yeah. really enjoying themselves as well. a great time. Uh, there were plenty brilliant. of cameos from other big names in Japanese wrestling, wrestling, including the legendary Kenta Kobashi, regarded by many as one of the greatest of all time. It was a very different kind of role for him here, though, as he popped up as a train conductor, hilariously interrupting the match to check some tickets. <laughs> Naturally, the wrestlers weren't allowed to actually cause any damage to the interior, but they made the most of the environment, and some fans even stayed on the train for a more peaceful return journey. Uh, this actually looks like a badass match, wrote one fan on X, formerly Twitter, just Twitter, as clips of the match started to catch people's eyes, while another quipped, imagine just trying to get to work and this is going on, lol. Uh, man, the penalty for not having a ticket is a bit harsh, joked a third fan. Very good. And oh, someone oh. summed it up perfectly as they wrote, this is why I love wrestling. Suzuki, who has also appeared for the likes of All Elite Wrestling, has a reputation for both the physical and silly sides of wrestling, and another fan said... That's one of 893 reasons why Suzuki is the best. So there we are. Uh, I've never seen any DDT pro wrestling, but I've heard of their exploits. They, um, I'm not sure if it's them or a different promotion. I'm sure I'm going to get a million wrestling nerds that are going to come at me now on Twitter. Uh, politely, Actually. hopefully. Um, but one of them has a blow-up doll on their roster. And right. this doll has won championships. And oh, if you, I've seen footage if of you, that. If yeah. you can see footage of this, it's got a name. I can't remember what it is. If you can find footage of this doll in a wrestling match, it really just highlights what incredible athletes these wrestlers are because they're basically just flipping around and making it look like the doll is doing wrestling moves on them. And it's yeah, absolutely it's incredible. Mm. Uh, very impressive. So... Yeah, there we are. There it is. There's the doll. That's, it's such a good doll as well. Like, <laughs> Does it have a, can we find out the name? Oh, it's so monkey um, looking. Yoshihiko by the looks of it. Yeah, Yoshihiko. Oh, it's, small, it's such a small image as well. <laughs> Yoshihiko Wait, is an inflatable sex doll that, on it. that wrestles for the Japanese wrestling promotion Dramatic Dream Team, otherwise, otherwise known as DDT. Other wrestlers treat Yoshihiko as if it was an actual human wrestler and sell the moves, mostly high-flying maneuvers, executed by Yoshihiko. Uh, for some moves, such as outside dives, Yoshihiko is helped by one or more assistants who throw him from the ring, <laughs> place his feet on the ropes, and so on. Uh, Yoshihiko's opponents act as if these assistants are not present during the match. In that photo, is he being held up by a stick behind him? Is someone holding a pole? I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the original Yoshihiko was killed during a match by an Antonio <laughs> Honda knee drop, which caused his head to burst open. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I've, I've pulled up um, Yoshihiko's um, like wrestling database with all these stats and statistics um apparently they were born on december 25th 2004 oh christmas um, present yeah they've been in 62 matches mm -hmm. and have lost ev no mm -hmm. i'm looking through there's it's mostly defeats but there was one draw wow i want oh my so god this Go this article i'm looking at 
says that Yoshihiko was born on Christmas Day 2004 and then made his wrestling debut the following February, <laughs> two months <laughs> oh, wow. later. But his this I've got to read you this because this is the section titled Professional Wrestling Career on ProWrestling.Fandom.com. Uh, the second Yoshihiro was another love doll, this one modified to resemble the great Muter. The second Yoshihiko also met an untimely demise when a giant swing delivered by Kenny Omega sent Yoshihiko flying from the ring, splitting his head open and revealing the cotton stuffing within. During that very same match, the third Yoshihiko made his debut. This Yoshihiko wore clothes similar to The Undertaker during his American Badass gimmick and entered to the same entrance music that The Undertaker had used. Then there's a sentence that just says, This version of Yoshihiko was later shot to death by Antonio Honda. <laughs> I want to see that clip. I want to see the oh clip my... where the doll is shot to death. Was oh the my... implication... I mean, my wrestling knowledge is not great, but was the implication that he was... he was The second one was killed, and then he immediately came back to life? Because wasn't The Undertaker sort of semi-undead or something mm. at one point? Or got out of a coffin? I, I don't really know. But I'm not, uh, I'm not sure. It's just... Yeah. Maybe not, but amazing. Wow. But there we are. Wow. What a oh what a colourful wrestling, hey? What fun. And listeners should try and find some footage of uh, of a Yoshihiko match because it is very clever. I mean, I'm not at all interesting, but watching someone on their own effectively in a ring get beaten up is yeah. it, I mean, it's clever. You have to be you have to be good at what you do. Yeah. To make it look entertaining. You certainly do. Michael Johnson, would you like to do your thing? I would be delighted to. Um I have a tale of really committing to the bit. Um, this is the story of a Japanese soldier who continued fighting w World War II a full 29 years after the Japanese surrendered mm. because he didn't know the war was over. So that, that's real uh, commitment to the bit. Oh, my God. Um, so hero by name, but not really by nature. Hiro Onoda, Onoda joined the Japanese army when he was 20 years old. Um, and he was chosen, very luckily, to be trained as an Imperial Army Intelligence Officer. So not just your, your normal pawn in the army. This was like he was he was getting in deep and doing some co covert espionage shit. Mm. <laughs> that's, 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 that's army. <laughs> that's army. Oh, God, hell, I'm coughing. That's army. <laughs> that's army. <laughs> Um, he was chosen to be trained, da, da, da. In this specialized military intelligence training, he was specifically taught methods of gathering intelligence and how to conduct guerrilla warfare. He was being groomed to go in behind Emily, and Emily Emily's Emily lines. lines. <laughs> Did you we go to school to take her, her out? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Emily lines, I'm going to stick to it, and, and be left with a small pocket of soldiers to make life miserable for Japan's enemies and gather intelligence in the process, which actually... I mean, I'm saying that sounds fun. In the context of war, making someone's life miserable is not a good thing. So um, it's not like he was putting tax on people's chairs and making it, ooh, it hurt a bit. Mm, yeah. He's being a, a rotten, rotten boy. So on December 26th, 1944, Anoda was sent to Lubang Island in the Philippines. His orders from his commanding officers were simple. You are absolutely forbidden to die by your own hand. It may take three years. It may take five. But whatever happens, we'll come back for you. 
per pin in that. <laughs> Until then, so long as you have one soldier, you are to continue to lead him. You may have to live on coconuts. If that's the case, live on coconuts. Under no circumstances are you to give up your life voluntarily. Um, so that's quite a quite an imposing set of um, demands, but he took on the job, and boy, he, he really, really, really did his job well. <laughs> Um, so yeah, he got to the island, linked up with a couple of soldiers that were already there, and shortly thereafter, the island was almost entirely overrun by enemy troops. And when other officers that were given, oh, I've I've done a jumble of words here. Um, that doesn't make sense. So when the island, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and fill in the blanks here, using my brain. Uh, when the island was overrun by enemy troops, um... <laughs> yeah. You can do it. Yep. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So basically, some troops were already there, kind of didn't want to go along with the plan. The plan was to, like, while they were there, destroy the harbor and the airfield, among other things. But they were like, nah, I'm not doing this. Like, there's too many people here. So that, um, they fled. And so already numbers were dwindling in this fleet. The soldiers split into small, the remaining soldiers split into small groups, but most of these small groups were quickly killed off. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> oh, bless them. Anoda's group, luckily, were not. They continued to use guerrilla warfare tactics to harass the enemy troops as best they could, while strictly rationing supplies as well as doing raids on local farms when they could manage it. In October 1945, they came across a leaflet from the local islanders to them saying, The war ended August 15th. Come down from the mountains. Uh, the group discussed this leaflet extensively, but eventually decided it was Allied propaganda because they felt that there was no way Japan could have lost so quickly since the time they were deployed. Hmm. Uh, this is how long into it? Yeah, this is one year into it. Oh boy, of 29 years. Ooh, that's oh, that's a lot dear of coconuts. God, there's a lot of nuts. Um, eventually, near the end of the same year, local islanders fed up with being shot at and raided. So, and yeah, for context, so like they were here to harass the troops on the island. The, 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 the enemy troops fled. And so now this little small troop of soldiers were just shooting at civilians who lived on the island right. mm -hmm. 29 um, years of war crimes yes yes um and then the local islanders somehow managed to rustle together a boeing b-17 and dropped leaflets all over the jungle um so good going there making an effort please stop shooting us <laughs> please read our leaflets um these leaflets had the order to surrender printed on them from general yamashita and in the end but in the end, after again much deliberation, the wording on the leaflet pertaining to the method with which they would be sent back to Japan seemed fishy to them, largely because the wording made it seem as if Japan had lost something they couldn't fathom. So when this didn't work, more leaflets were dropped with newspapers from Japan. Photographs and letters from the actual soldiers' families were included in the package. Wow. So they went a full mile, like, please, God, get these guys out of here. Um, delegates from Japan were sent uh, to go through the jungle, speaking over loudspeakers, begging the soldiers to give themselves up. But still, they believed it was all just an elaborate hoax. And um, then, yeah, they put it on for 10 more years after that. Two of the soldiers were killed in that time, which left two remaining. And so for 17 years... These two men lived in the jungle 
continuing to gather intelligence and attacking the quote-unquote enemy troops when they could risk it. After all, remember, their orders were to stay put and do as they had done until their commanding officer came and got them. Mm-hmm. And they they promised, and a promise, you don't go back on a promise. Um, and towards the end of the stint, 27 years in, um, what the other remaining soldier was sadly killed during a fight with a Filipino patrol. I say sadly. I don't know. This, this is ambiguous. I don't think these are bad people. I don't think they're good people. It's just, it's just a weird... Yeah, weird. confused, paranoid people, I think, mm-hmm. as much yeah. as anything else. But yeah. Yeah. Um, and But at this point, the Japanese had just kind of thought they'd all already died and they didn't think they would right. survive 27 years so long in the jungle. Yeah, I mean, but, fair uh, enough. Yeah. And then, obviously, with this soldier being killed, uh, they like the body was returned and they were like, oh, they're still there. We wonder if Onoda's still there. We should send out a search party. Um, so a search party was sent out, but after 27 years of practice hiding in the jungle, they couldn't find him. They knew he was out there somewhere. Until, finally, in 1974, a college student decided to travel the world. Among his list of things to do on his journey was to find a panda, cute, the abominable snowman, Mm. Okay. And Onoda. Right. <laughs> the, the big three. Just as rare as each yeah. other. Yeah. He travelled to the island and trekked through the jungle, searching for signs of Onoda. Shockingly, where literally thousands of others through the last 29 years had failed, this person succeeded. Um, and so immediately they got in touch with um, the general in Japan who initially gave out these orders um, who is now working at a bookstore, and they told him, "Hey, you need to tell this man to. to you need to give this man permission to go. He's, he's not giving up. Please travel there." Mm. And so, uh, his general travelled to the island, talked to an order, and told him to surrender his weapons and give up. Um, and yeah, as you might expect, after living in the jungle, doing what he thought was his duty, helping Japan. And now only realizing he wasted 29 years of his life mm. and worse, killing and injuring innocent civilians. This became, this was a crushing blow to an order. And his, his words were, we really lost the war. How could they have been so sloppy? Suddenly everything went black. A storm raged inside me. I felt like a fool for having been so tense and cautious on the way here. Worse than that. What had I been doing for all these years? Mm. Oh boy, yeah, much to think about. Uh, Had circumstances been different and the war really had waged on so long, soldiers and people from both sides of the fight would have respected him for his courage and dedication, maybe. In that respect, he was more of a hero. However, the world wasn't the way he thought, and in the end, in retrospect, he was more of a fool than anything else. Well, quite scathing oh, words from the article there. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. I think uh, Anod is still alive as well, actually. Um, right. He's still out there. Um, I think he did pay a visit to the island after he returned to Japan, but obviously they weren't really happy about that because he'd spent 30 yeah. years, nearly 30 years shooting at them. Yes. So, yeah, he, he tried to make peace, but they, they weren't too happy about it. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I've, I've heard a very abridged version of that that was literally just... In 1944, a soldier was, you know, sent to the the jungles in the Philippines, and he refused to give up when when he was told the war was over. And they had to 
dig out the general who sent him out there to begin with. And that was the only way he would believe it. But I didn't yeah. know about like, they'd been sending like letters from his family in there and like, yeah. you know, trekking yeah. into the jungle to find him. And he's not the, the only have been person dying over the years. When I was, cause I misheard his name when you started this, this thing, Mikey. And mm-hmm. so I just Googled very, very generally a uh, world war two Japanese soldier, you know, stayed on Island. And there's a story about another man who did a similar thing. What? Oh my God. Well, there are sort of urban legends that I think are based partially in fact as well about um, submarines from World War II and like U-boats and stuff that were like underwater for very long periods of time and not for 27 years, but they were underwater and kind of on active patrol for much longer than after the war ended. And then eventually they sort of realized oh, okay we can mm. we can give up now but, yeah rough but um yeah so um if if you're ever in this situation and someone promises that don't give up until i come back maybe after five years i think that's a free pass to go home yeah. especially when you're getting letters and photos from your family but um yeah that's that's quite a harrowing tale my god so thank you for listening. thank you mikey yes thank you very much Peter, would you like to do your listener-submitted thing? I would. Um, I think this was sent... We may have had more than one write-up for this, but uh, the one that I have got is from Oscar X-Ray at Oscar X-Ray, spelt with various letters and numbers on Twitter. Um, This is according to the dailyrecord.co.uk. Scott left stunned after Lewis Capaldi's face appears in Bag of Chips. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yes. I'm excited to hear how they drag this out over a thousand yeah. words. Let's go. <laughs> that's it. That's that's uh, that's why we chose this writer. Uh, a Scott has been left stunned after finding Lewis Capaldi's face in his bag of chips is the first line of the article, which is almost verbatim what the headline was. Um Andrew Thompson, 34, couldn't believe his eyes when he unwrapped his food to find the Someone You Loved singer staring back at him. Uh, The estate agent headed along to the Hippie Chippy on Broomland Street in Paisley. Hippie Chippy. Sorry, there's one in Bristol and it absolutely slaps. Yes. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, very good. Triple cooked chips, man. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, he went to the Hippie Chippy on Broomland Street in Paisley for his lunch on Wednesday afternoon before he made the discovery. Uh, the grease... There's a, a, a photo then of the... <laughs> I've got to send... If you've not seen oh, this already, no. I saw this on Twitter when it happened. Uh, hang on. Here you go, Mikey. It's, it's pretty good. What? Yeah, actually. Wait, it what? It is him. What? That's... I know uncanny yeah it's weird isn't it oh that's Uh, actually quite unsettling yeah the caption to that image is the grease had formed in such a way to create an image of capaldi (laughs) Uh, after getting back to his office he opened up his chips and sent a picture of his meal to his partner it wasn't until he looked at the picture on his phone that he noticed the patches of grease on his chippy paper had formed in a way that bears a striking resemblance to the west lothian star Said that right, Lothian. I don't know. Lothian, I think. Andrew from Paisley told the record, "I got back to the office, opened up my steaming chips, and added red sauce. Then I took a photograph of my lunch for my missus, and that's when I noticed it." 
I couldn't believe it. It was Lewis Capaldi's face. The first thing I did was take a bunch of photographs. Then I showed a few mates around the office and they were in hysterics. They've then also enclosed an image of Lewis Capaldi, just so we all know what he looks like. There it is. <gasps> there it is. Um, wait, same guy. Wait, no, those that like those two are like this. Wait, no, those are the same photo, but one's just Greece. No, <laughs> this has to be photoshopped. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I Someone wonder if it's photoshopped, but apparently there's physical evidence. So I'll he continue. kept the paper. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> Pictures of, pictures of Andrew's bag of chips show an image in the wrapper which appears to be an uncanny likeness of Capaldi's face with eyes, nose, and mouth perfectly positioned. Oh, there's then a very tastefully uh, done photo where it's just paper and face. Uh, very well composed. Wow. <laughs> uh, Andrew, who is a huge fan of the singer, now hopes to get the wrapper framed and sent out to the star. So it must exist. Mm. Um, He added, I just thought it was great. I'm a huge fan of Capaldi. He's a funny chap and I would love him to see this. I know he's having a hard time lately and he's taking a break, but if he ever does see this, I hope it will cheer him up. Mm. I'm hoping the image stays on the paper so I can frame it and try to send it to him. If you're reading this, Lewis, drop us a message and I'll send you your face in a bag of chips. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there we go. That's that story. I'm a bit annoyed, actually, because I opened this article earlier... (laughs) Uh, oh, here it is. Oh, good. Okay, hang on. I opened this earlier and there was a terrible like spam advert, you know, where they pretend it's another article, but it's really just a sponsored thing. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this, this is funnier than the entire article. Look at this. Three, <laughs> three toxic foods for dogs. The one meat you should never feed your dog. But the photo they have chosen is horrendous it's quite a sultry um it is. of a dog it's, it's especially with the caption yeah the one meat you should never feed your dog the forbidden <laughs> meat. is it a dog's ass by any chance yes yeah oh wow so i've sent weird. it in uh in uh videos um videos that down. is god bless modern journalism <laughs> so good love yeah. the internet love it <laughs> so check the thread for uh Chip, paper, Capaldi, and for a creepy photo of a, a dog looking, I'm reluctant to say sexy, suggestive. but suggestive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Suggestive, yes, yes. <laughs> that's it. That's the that's the phrase. Well, thank you very much, Peter. Thank you. Uh, that thank was sent you. by a couple of people. That was Tom Monk and Oscar X-Ray on Twitter who, who sent that one in. So thank you. Right. Well, it's time for my thing, and it's it's the Butterfield special. Yeah. Yay! As promised. So firstly, we want to say a huge thank you to Tom Campbell uh, of Cultaholic and uh, BBC Radio Newcastle fame, who absolutely went above and beyond to hook us up with this chat with Brian, um, because he chatted to Brian on BBC Radio Newcastle to promote the Whitley Bay show. And um, they then asked if they could come back on again and promote it again. And Tom said, well, can't really do that, but chat with these guys and these guys could you know give you some some more promotion and through that i was emailing um brian's manager back and forth and we eventually agreed upon the date and we were all very nervous about what we we're going to i'm sorry so that's how it started they wanted to go on the bbc mm-hmm. and then they got shifted to they, us to be they've fair been on already. they'd already been on yeah yeah so we're the next oh. best thing is what i'm hearing yeah 
There you go. Yeah, stick that on the poster. The next best thing. Uh, so yes, lots of emailing back and forth. We knew we'd only have about 15 minutes with him. Uh, it was just going to be audio. We sent over some questions for approval. If you've listened to it, you'll know that it kind of ends prematurely and a bit strangely. Uh, we didn't get to go through all of our questions, but partly it was because Brian sort of went off in directions we were not expecting. So we were just, yeah. it would be rude to cut him off. Uh, but yes, the the time came. We're in the we're in the Zoom call. We added him in. Uh, is this the point where we where we d- stop pretending that Brian is a real person and just <laughs> sure? <laughs> okay, yeah. I think we can. So for, Peter Serafinovich was in the chat and his name was listed as Peter Serafinovich. And then he jumped, he hopped in, but he wasn't making any sound. So I said, "Hi, Peter." And then Mikey said, "You might be on mute." At which point Brian Butterfield unmutes, and that's where the interview starts. We don't talk to Peter like, Serafinowicz at all. It's just Brian Butterfield for 18 minutes. Yeah. Like, I can't believe we were talking to Peter Serafinowicz, but not talking to Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah. Like, before the call, we had a little anxious, like, huddle, like, everyone's scared? Yep, yep, yep. And like, oh, well, we'll do, like, a couple of minutes of chat beforehand, then we'll get into it and kind of get a, a lay of, you know, how we're going to navigate this. Mm. Nope. So, like, I think you probably see on our faces, we're all kind of taken aback. Yeah. Like, yeah. that was just genuine, like... Oh, okay. It was starting good. Okay, let's go. Well, because oh. he ends up having to sort of start the interview because we're we're almost yeah. like yeah. lost for words, and he says, "So, have you stayed at a Butterfield hotel before?" Like, yeah. I felt like such a bad interviewer. I was yeah, like, yeah. "Oh God, he's having to make conversation here." But um, yeah, because when he, when Tom from uh, Radio Newcastle spoke to him, he spoke to Peter Serafinowicz, uh both in the interview. First, you were speaking to Peter, and then. Brian arrived uh, in the background and they they swapped over. Um, but uh, also before and after, he just chatted to Peter a bit, like out of character, yeah. I believe, you know, when, when they weren't yeah. on air. Um, but in our case, no. Ev- basically, apart from Ben saying, hi, Peter, uh, you have heard the entirety of our conversation yeah. with Peter slash Brian. That was it. And, you know, the, the, the chat went great, obviously. Uh, he gave us some great lines. He was... Obviously, he seemed quite noticeably distracted throughout uh, to yeah. to the point that it led up to where he sort of excused himself. Now, we've all discussed after the fact, maybe we went on too long or maybe maybe we did something wrong. I think we know that that's probably not not the case. Uh, yeah, but, but he did but. he did suddenly excuse himself and it was like, okay, we didn't get through our questions. Uh, hope we haven't annoyed Oh, you didn't Peter get to Serafinovich. your question, Ben. Yours was a good question as well, Ben. I, didn't I mean, they're all good it. questions, but yours, yours was, yours was it yeah. would have given a lot to play with. Yeah, I was going to ask him about the Buttertendo uh, sports well, sports console. We, uh, we do know that he'd been traveling that day, I imagine, to the next venue of the show yeah. um, mm. because we'd arranged for it to be at a certain time. And then we heard from uh, his manager. When we say his manager, we're not talking about Peter Serafinovich. No. We're, we're talking about someone else who also works works with, with Peter. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, they said, oh, can we push it back a bit? Uh, and then they they pushed it again by another sort of five ten minutes and said sorry we've had like you know the travel's been really difficult today so I imagine they probably only just arrived at like yeah. either the hotel or maybe even the venue where he was doing the show that evening mm-hmm. and so he may have literally had to go to go and sort of start getting ready for his show even. absolutely I don't, I don't know. or someone was God. calling him because he had just arrived and he was yeah. aware that they'd delayed this <laughs> this interview by like an hour and a half and uh yeah had to, obviously we're we're immensely grateful and it was an honor to talk to him 
extremely surreal. Shame we couldn't finish up the interview the way we wanted. Uh, we did send over the questions in advance, but yeah. uh, he he still seemed a little bewildered by them. So I think one of you suggested that maybe he he hadn't even had the chance to look at them yet because they. Yeah, I, ju- I just sounds like the touring has been a bit hellish for him because they've been all over oh. the place. <laughs> where have you been this week yeah, yeah and also week. wearing a fat suit all the time sweaty yeah. sweaty yes. sweaty absolutely yeah. i just i feel like there's a deep sense of dread in me that we caused peter serafinovich mild inconvenience yes by, <laughs> I by him being part of this call to, to, to brian butterfield slash peter i don't i don't want that um no. but you know we we Peter and I were going to go and see him in in Whitley Bay or Gravy Bay, as, uh, as he said. <laughs> Gravy Bay. And personal automatic. Personal automatic. I didn't appreciate that in the moment, but like on my cycle to work this morning, I was muttering that to myself Personal-tomatic. over and over again. Personal automatic. Um, I thought that's what he said as well, but I was like, that's why I asked the clarification. I was like, what does that mean? Like, what does that mean, yeah. Brian? Um, Obviously, a, a huge honor to talk to him. And we have now oh my ticked off Dick and Dom and Brian Butterfield. So we're running out of people now. We need to... Ticked off as in pissed them yeah, off. We, yeah, we, we, actively, <laughs> we're actively concerned that we've annoyed them now. Uh, so that's another one. Mm. Um, and then, God, what else have we got? Then we went to the show, I suppose. That was the next thing. So uh, myself, Peter, uh, James and Kieran from Triple Jump, we all went down to see the show uh the venn diagram of fans of brian butterfield and people who view triple jump slash videos there's quite a lot of overlap it turns out so if you said hello to us it was lovely to meet you thank thank you for being so nice four different people there was someone sitting behind us who we didn't notice until we got up for the interval had a vs1 hoodie on Um, (laughs) no way yeah and then when we came to sit back down i said nice hoodie and then uh we we chatted for a few minutes so hello to you if you're if you're listening and all his friends apparently listen as well to the podcast Mm. but only only just recently and he he discovered brian butterfield through us oh wow So there we go amazing hey look we're selling tickets we're selling tickets the promotion worked the venue was the venue was full looked pretty sold out to us so that was uh you know we did that all thanks to us us but uh without going into spoilers the show was fantastic and like really good it's presented as a business seminar there's lots of (sighs) pre-recorded clips it's great fun there's a few moments of audience participation and we were a bit worried after our experience with uh dick and dom that there might it might attract a lot of those fans you know the ones who try and make mm. it about themselves and start you know mm. oh it's my turn to like do a bit with brian when brian just wants to get on with the show and everyone's just do their roles fortunately there was only one of those and uh, they were yeah. a little bit unbearable but uh, apart from that everything went swimmingly <laughs> we did put our hands up to go on stage at one point and he wanted <laughs> several people on stage which is why Peter said, you know what, fuck it, I'll do it. And I said, well, it'll be something for Podiat. So I put my hands up as well. Yeah, well that's why I did it. <laughs> and he looked straight at us, but maybe we we're in a blind spot of the theatre, but he just picked people from sort of the central area and we had our hands up for ages. And he kept saying, anyone, anyone else? And we didn't get He picked. was really scratching round. He was like desperate to find people. And he just, and apparently the same happened with uh, with Tom as well. Tom mm. said he had his hand up. Um, I think that when you've got the lights on you on the stage, like if you're off mm. in the sort of the periphery of the audience, because we were off to the side. So yeah. I think you just couldn't see us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, the show was magnificent. You will you will enjoy it, Mikey, when you see it next week. Yeah. And uh, oh, we look so forward excited. to discussing it with you and seeing how you got on. Was he sell- was he 
was he was he selling bomb 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 bombs? Yes. So yeah. the oh the merch God. stand was surprisingly good. I bought myself a Butter Tendo T-shirt, which is <laughs> shockingly close to the Nintendo logo. So much so that I don't think anyone should tell Nintendo because Brian might be in trouble. Uh, they were also selling bags of bomb 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 bombs. There were yes. tote bags with sort of like a checklist of all the treats you can get for treat day. Uh, there were Butterfield <laughs> Hotel monogrammed slippers. Um, and there was, was the only other thing that a diploma, Peter? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll grab it. It's just here, actually. Show it to the <gasps> camera. Um, oh, it's it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Look at it. <laughs> yeah, the boys can't see it, yeah. but this is what it looks like if it will focus. So the merch seller will sign it for you, and you're basically paying for this diploma, which is actually quite nice quality paper and print. Um, and then... Part of this is that Brian will then sign it in person with you. So it's effectively a ticket for the meet and greet is to buy one of these things. Yeah. So uh, we did the meet and greet, didn't we, Ben? We did, yes. So uh, there was just this big queue that formed after the show. And Tom had said to us beforehand that he had a verbal agreement with Peter Serafinowicz that he should come say hi after the show. And he had his contact details as well. So Tom sent him a message and said, hi, Peter, you know, I'm here uh would be great to say hi but obviously brian butterfield was being like funneled directly out to do all these uh photos and meet and greet things for people who bought the diploma and tom had also said to us look when i go and see him just come with me and i'd brought my copy of dark souls 2 with me because peter serafinowicz does a voice in that game and is a fan of dark souls so oh. when we were in the when we were looking at the queue like oh my god is this is this the queue uh, Tom was in it, and and Tom is the most confident man in the world. And so, if anyone was going to meet Brian Butterfield without purchasing a diploma, because no one was checking if anyone had a diploma in that queue, it was going to be Tom. And Tom was like, "No, nah, I'll be fine. You know, I've already spoken to him, and I think that you know the, the his manager is the one taking the photo. So, like, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. You should. Do, do you want to hop in with us?" And I was like, "Absolutely not, because that would be pushing no. in front of people, and that's really rude. Yeah. I'm not going to do that." Uh, and he said, well, you know, go go join the queue. Go join the queue. It'll be fine. And I was thinking, I don't know that I need to do that. Like, I feel a bit apprehensive about taking the piss. And also, what if he doesn't remember and I don't have a diploma? And also, I did talk to him for like 20 minutes the other day. That's pretty cool. I don't need this as well. Um, and did we piss him off? Did if he we does piss remember, him off? Gonna be like, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's you, boys. Yes, he breaks character <laughs> and swears at us. Uh, yeah. So in the end, I decided to just very selfishly weaponize Tom's um, uh, confidence. Confidence. And just gave him my thing and said, listen, I'm not sure about doing doing this. If you take this Sharpie and this this sleeve of my video game, would you get him to sign it? And he was like, do you want him to sign it as Peter or Brian? And I was like, honestly, I don't mind. It's, it's the same thing. It'll all be good. And he was like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then we're standing off to the side, me, James and Kieran, while Peter joins the queue and he's like all the way snaking around this corner in this massive queue. And then Tom was in the queue with someone else a a lot further up near the front at this point. And he comes over to me and says, that's uh, that is his manager taking the photos. So it's going to be absolutely fine. You join the queue. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know. He's like, no, 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 no. It's going to be okay. Listen, if I go and do it and then I come back, you'll know it's fine. So you need to do it. And I was like, uh, sure, okay. But I was just sort of paying lip service. I was just, you know, I, I wasn't really, I still wasn't sure about doing it. So then Tom comes back and it's signed. He's got the signed Dark Souls 2 copy. 
and it says he signed it as Peter Serafinovich, and then in quotes <gasps> underneath, he's put "Ah," which I assume is a death sound <laughs> in Dark Souls Two. <laughs> I don't really know. And he said, "Oh, I told Brian you're coming," and I was like, "Oh." He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. he d- I said that the vidiots were here, and he said, "Oh, the who?" And he said, "Yeah, yeah." And, you know, he's going to be disappointed if you don't come. And I was like, "Fuck oh, no!" So then Tom went off, and I turned to James and Kieran and said, "Do you want to meet him?" They said, "Yeah, go on then." So at this point, no one else was joining the queue, so we went to the very back, and I didn't feel like I was taking the piss as much. None of us had a diploma, but you know, we were at the back, and apparently he remembered who we were. At which point Peter left his point in the queue and came back and joined us. We all queued up. And then when we got to the front, we met him. It was clearly very hot. We were the very last people in in the whole foyer at that point. Yes, everyone else had gone home. Uh, We were the last people. Mm -hmm. And it was obviously super warm. He must have been exhausted. His face Mm. prosthetics were peeling (laughs) off his face. Oh, man. And uh, I said, (laughs) hi, Brian. Uh, I'm Ben. We spoke on Sunday. And he went, oh, Podiots. And I said, yeah, yeah, that's it. And he goes, of course, Gravy Bay. <laughs> and of course, Gravy Bay. He calls back to Gravy Bay from our chat. Oh, my God. He doesn't yeah. hate he doesn't us. Hate he doesn't us. hate us. And that quote, of course, Gravy Bay, has just been, Peter oh. and I have just been saying oh. it to each other all day because just the inflection. I think there's so much relief attached to And the to way it. he says yeah. it, it's like, it's just yeah. become a shorthand for like, uh, uh, basically saying yes or of course, just Gravy Bay. so he stayed in character the entire time again uh yeah we still didn't get to talk to peter but he took a photo with all of us um and then and then we we went so we got a photo we got to chat with him he signed my copy of dark souls and we interviewed him we spoke to him twice in the in the course of a a couple of days spoke to brian twice and peter serafinovich (laughs) zero times yeah oh my yeah. god i'm just looking at the photo and yes that i like his forehead is dripping in sweat yeah. but you yeah. two look positively oh, beaming we're the, we're I do. We're so happy yeah. <laughs> the relief in those eyes it's it's incre- incredible mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, i'm so excited oh Gravy, yeah bless him though imagine doing a whole like show on stage sweating and then having to meet people continuing to sweat and put on the character yeah. uh, we thought oh, what a we hero. might be able to get him to break character but like we were discussing it in the queue like we could the first thing we were going to say and the first thing we did say was don't worry we're, we're the last ones you know hi thank you so much for talking to us we spoke to you the other day but no it was just brian he's he's a true professional yeah. it was brian all the way through oh yeah. shit yeah yeah and uh, but the his his manager as well um, recognised us or you I uh, I sort of asked him by name I said oh are you you know said said the guy's name who we've been dealing with and he said uh, oh are you the vidiots are you the vidiots so you know clearly it's it's not gone down terribly that we we kept <laughs> oh but how do you say it oh are you the vidiots <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, oh vidiots. gravy bow <laughs> of course gravy bow. Uh, so yeah that was our butterfield adventure um very exciting and uh i I hope you get to have a chat with him mikey as well if you're getting a diploma then that's fine but yeah if you if you say you were with you were with vidiots and you chatted to him last week about the whitley bay show let us know if he says gravy bay you know what i've i'm gonna Put my phone, like, get the voice memo recording on it and try and record the interaction. Oh, that's and a so good idea. Oh, that's a good idea. We should yeah, have done that. Yeah, we should yeah. have to do a little video. Well, we were going to, like, 
maybe have solo photos with him and stuff but we didn't want to outstay our welcome so we all just jumped in yeah, for yeah. a joint one and you know yeah. and then let you bought one diploma you get one photo yeah that's it that's it and <laughs> it, it, honestly it was amazing it was it was everything i'd hoped for and yeah i was saying this to peter as well it's super surreal because we've been doing brian butterfield impressions for like seven ish years six seven years yeah. and that's based on a handful of two minute sketches and we've been subjected to an 18 minute conversation with brian butterfield then like a two hour stage show of brian butterfield and so i'm kind of worried that we're just going to be doing brian butterfield impressions like just solidly for three months straight we already pissed off ashton today and we've she's only been yeah. in one day it's only been one day and she was like i'm fucking sick of you guys doing this bloody brian butterfield it's not impression. even it's not even quotes from him all the time like sometimes it's just if you're saying a silly thing while you're streaming or whatever you just seem to do it in his voice and like just now when i described uh someone telling the ice break joke uh uh a speech at my school i accidentally used the word seminar yes um, so he's clearly got into our brains honestly um, it's like it's a bit like ai learning in that we have so much more brian study material now from which to pull yeah. inflections and mannerisms and and his voice grover bird grover bird so there we are everybody go and see brian butterfield if he's coming to a town near you because he's fucking he's uh personal automatic <laughs> he's fantastic well there we are everybody that was poddy it's thank you so much for being here we really appreciate you uh mikey i believe there's some sort of shop you're gosh darn right if you head over to vidiotsofficial.com and click on the lovely little shop button look how tantalizing it is we sadly do not sell diplomas and bon 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 bons but we do sell a lovely array of t-shirts mm. mug hat hoodie and stickers go have a look treat yourself that's vidiotsofficial.com slash shop shop absolutely shop. why not go to our YouTube, our Twitter, our Facebook, all.com forward slash vidiots official. We also have a. I, I forgot to. I, uh, all, oh, I forgot forward slash vidiots. We'll splice it together okay, in the edit. Yeah, 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 great. Yeah. Uh, we've official, also got a Discord, yeah. vidiotsofficial.com forward slash Discord. Thank you to Tommy and Fleckers who mod us there. Go check that out. Uh, I haven't checked in recently. I don't know if the, if the potatoes made it onto news yet. I assume it hasn't. Oh yeah, I don't think any of us tried. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. so, oh, whoopsie. Well, we'll 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 try we'll try our very best. But um, it looks I there hasn't been a potato post in oh, a while. No, he eaten it? So maybe, maybe, so yeah. It can well. uh, be friends with Viney Jones. Yes, there you go. It can. Yeah. yeah last update of potato was eleven days ago. So oh no, I'm gonna assume the worst. Assume the worst. Twitch.tv forward slash Vidiots official. We stream there extremely rare, rarely. We will let you know when we're when we're next doing a live stream. We we should get one booked in, but we say that every time and we don't. So yep, you know, yep, maybe yep. at some point. Who knows? Podiots.com is where you can go to donate and support the show. Three pounds or more gets you a shout out at the beginning and the end of the next episode. You join Pod Squad, you support us in the process. Uh can we have the Pumpy Platoon, please? We begin with Viney Jones, the Office Grape, Finn Tristam, Raindrop Joy. Fred found what? Lord would punch Mikey Tovich, Tovic, Donak07, Stephen Scordes, and Dobbinos Pizza. Uh, we've also got Polyester here, time to wank. Hetty <laughs> Bobetti, 
Petite Poistin, Ben Potato, My Cauliflower, Peter Poir, Two Months Juice Cleanse No Poo, and Anti-Saxes. And finally we have Mandatory Saxinations, Take Benadryl to See Hatman, Take PCP to See DBP. Mr. Macca, the very generous Anna Silverston, and the equally very generous Stiff Bristles. Thank you so much to all of you for supporting us this week on Pod Squad. Podiots.com, £3 or more to get a shout out at the beginning and the end of the show. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, Peter, can you tell me what's out on Vidiots this week, please? I can. This week on Vidiots, five years ago, uh, we have got You Want a Blow Job? Prop Hunt Part 2 with Hat Films. Post from Tat number 30, This is a Heart Attack. Heroes in Training, Marvel Spider-Man Part 1. Worst games ever, 50 Cent Bulletproof, one of our best performing worst games ever. Oh, people loved that, didn't they? They loved that being in there. 108,000 views, that one. Damn. Uh, Boundless Stream Highlights, hashtag ad. Oh, yes. It's five years (laughs) old. Everyone loved that that one. (laughs) celebrated its five-year anniversary this year. It did, yeah. Get Out of the Way, Overcooked 2. The Dunster Vlog, Arcades, Fish and Chips and Castles. Oh, memories yeah. heroes in training marvel spider-man part two potty it's episode 15 get the flump uh post some tat number 31 poop good subtitle there marvel spider-man in real life the live action finale worst games ever hulk hogan's main event peter gets hit by a car oh, oh, oh blimey. Whoa. big one Oof. yeah uh, and I think finally, yes, Neil's Masterpiece, Art Attack <gasps> PC. That's another classic. Fantastic. I love Neil's Masterpiece. One of my favorite videos. So many of these I haven't watched since we made them. We, we need to get another mm-hmm. stream booked in so that we can we do, do some live reacting. Yeah, I we do. I know. Uh, it's Is coming. It? Yeah. So it's, I mean, not within any specific no. time frame. November's no. really no. busy it's for coming. me. Maybe we'll do one before Christmas. How does that sound? Yeah, Maybe we'll do one yeah, before Christmas. We'll get some new merchies up there. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll find something from the Vidiot stays that we can auction off because that's usually what we do. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll come up. We'll We've we got to pay for our presents. I'll, uh, take something off my shelf, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It won't be something but, that you guys have sent to us, but we'll find something. No. I've still got the piece of cake. We could set. Well, we could auction that. <laughs> yeah, oh. we could auction oh, not, that. The, the oh, little the wooden cake, cake yeah. <laughs> We've got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> Just memories, Mikey. Memories. That's true. That's um, true. Michael Johnson, where are you on the internet? At Parrot Boy on Twitter and also on Instagram. Those are the best places to keep up with my doings and goings and comings. And uh, not the comings. Not the Just comings. The Just the doings. No, not the not comings. Not the comings. And Peter, where are we? Uh, we are at Team Triple Jump together making video game related content, especially worst games ever. That's still going. And we do some silly cooking, video game cooking and lots of things. Uh, you can also find Ben on Twitter at Confused underscore Dude and me at that Peter Austin on Twitter and also on Instagram and threads as well. Yes, absolutely. Why not leave a five star review on your platform of choice? It helps something to do with Al Gore's rhythms and we'd really appreciate it. It costs you no money to do that and uh, it'll help us out. Probably. I don't know. Maybe. Does it matter? I don't know. It make us feel good. Go do it. Thank you. Uh, do we have a final question before we fuck off? Ooh, um. If you could automate no. some some Ooh. kind of uh, clothes washing detergent, what would it be? Oh, mm. I see. Yeah, we've got yeah. personal automatic. What else should we personal have? Personal automatic. 
Yeah, let us know. Right, thank you so much for listening slash watching, guys. We'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.